I do not own the rights to any of the music and audio clips in this episode. We shall It's Erica Celeste signing on um, and if you can tell by my voice I'm not my normal cheery self because I am bothered, I am angry, I am sad, I am feeling a lot of the the negative feelings to be honest and that's just kind of the headspace that I'm in right now because of everything that is going on in this country. So this episode is going to be a little bit different. Um, I'm riding solo this time um, because I only felt that it was right to do it this way um, because it's going to be my message to the world. So let's get into it. I want every white person in this room who would be happy to be treated as this society in general treats our citizens, our black citizens. If you as a white person would be happy to receive the same treatment that our black citizens do in this society, please stand. You didn't understand the directions. If you white folks want to be treated the way blacks are in this society, stand. Nobody's standing here. That says very plainly that you know what's happening you know you don't want it for you. I want to know why you're so willing to accept it or to allow it to happen for others. When I hear people say all lives matter and blue lives matter, that clip plays in my head over and over and over. Because if all lives truly mattered, you would switch places with this in a heartbeat. That is why the reason why the chant is Black Lives Matter is because everyone treats us like our lives don't matter. Well, Senator Booker said it. Um, in the last couple of days, I've, I've been saying America is raw right now. Her wounds are exposed. The reality of it is that the life of a black person in, in America historically 
and even most recently with Mr. Floyd has never been treated as fully human. And it is time that we come to terms with the fact that America has never fully addressed the systemic racism that has existed in our country. That's just a fact. And so the people protesting on the street are protesting, understanding that we have yet to fulfill that promise of equal justice under the law. And there is a pain that is present that is being expressed in their constitutional right to march and to shout. Like Senator Booker, I am a child of parents who marched and shouted in the civil rights movement in the 1960s. I would not be here as only the second black woman elected to the United States Senate were it not for those folks who marched and shouted for justice. I would literally not be here were it not for those folks who took to the streets. My parents had their stories of how the police were turned on the, on the marchers, but they still marched. And it was their march that laid the path for me to be here today, to speak at this moment and to speak to this moment. And as a former prosecutor, a profession I chose because I also growing up the way I did knew how law enforcement had a long history of enforcing laws indiscriminately and often based on race and racism. That's why I chose to become a prosecutor. And I can say with full certainty that it is time that the leaders in this United States Senate, in this United States Congress, take action to reform a criminal justice system that for far too long has been informed by systemic racism and by racial bias. It is time that we say that bad cops are bad for good cops. It is time that we say that one should not be subjected to the indignity of being told to get on your knees and put your hands behind your head simply because you are walking while black. And it happens every day in America. There's not a black man I know, be he a relative, a friend, or a coworker or colleague who has not been the subject of some form of racial discrimination at the hands of law enforcement, not one I know. And I'm talking about people at every level of life, including people who graduated Harvard and Stanford and you name it. And the only thing that is common among them is that the color of their skin is black. That's why the people are marching in the streets. And the reality is that our economy based on race, this is happening at a moment in time where we have a so-called commander in chief who also has the title of president of the United States, who I promise you will never speak the words black lives matter.
Well, they do. So this is a moment in time where this co-equal branch of government has a responsibility to stand for the principles of those words that are etched in that marble building across the street, equal justice under law. And to do it in a number of ways, understanding that the policing issue is the tip of the iceberg. It is underneath it is also these issues of longstanding racial disparities based on housing, based on education, based on public health. But right now, this is the moment in time to address the issue of policing. And so the, the package of bills that Senator Booker and I and so many of our colleagues are pulling together is specifically to address that because it must be addressed. It is a pervasive issue and it's 30 years after Rodney King and the chants and the marches and the songs are about the same issue that we were marching for back when my parents did in the 60s and when we did after Rodney King 30 years ago. So now is the time to act. Leader Schumer, I thank you for your leadership of our caucus and your leadership as a great American leader on an issue that has too long plagued us and that we have the power to address. Thank you. When we say Black Lives Matter, make sure that we're talking about all black lives. Breonna Taylor still is not receiving her due justice. It, no one's been fired. No one's been suspended. No one's been charged. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing as it relates to those individuals who took her life has happened to them. Their names are Sergeant Jonathan Mattingly, Brett Hankinson, and Miles Cosgrove. We also lost another black life, the life of Tony McDade. And that story didn't even make national news. Another life that was literally just lost. Since I recorded this, tomorrow will make it a week. The day this episode airs originally will make one week since Tony McDade was shot in the back by a police officer. No warning, no announcement, just shot. And the reason why we haven't heard this story is because Tony is a black trans male. So we need to make sure that we make our voices heard for all of those individuals and don't let them get lost in the system. Because what's the saying? I'm black first and then something else last. I hear a lot of my friends who identify as LGBTQI or A+, Wherever you fall or don't fall in a spectrum, however you choose to identify yourself or your spirit tells you to identify yourself or not identify yourself as. They always say that I have three strikes against me. I'm black. They state their race, their gender, and then their sexuality or sexual orientation. They're still black at the end of the day. So let's make sure that we're doing everything in our power to not only 
make sure that we do all that we can for George Floyd, for Amal Arbery, for David Mayati, that we also do the work for Breonna Taylor and Tony McDade. Because all black lives matter. Black lives matter. Period. Far less attention has been paid to women who have been killed by law enforcement. An officer with the California Highway Patrol beating a woman along the side of a freeway. A witness shot this video when police arrived, showing an officer using what some say is excessive force on a teenage girl. $4.5 million settlement with the family of Rekia Boyd. She was an innocent bystander who was shot and killed by a Chicago police officer. And tonight, the family is troubled that the officer is still with the department. After just four days, a Cook County judge finds a Chicago police detective charged with killing an unarmed woman not guilty on all charges. What we know less about is how black women have experienced police brutality. Black women experience police brutality in many of the same ways that black men do. All oppression is, a, is connected. Stonewall was about rebelling against police brutality. We all have that in common. We have this arm of white supremacy that is up against us. Hi, my name is Diamond Styles, and this is a word. Why violence against black trans women is a civil rights issue. I am the culmination of red velvety country Mississippi women and a queer community of gay men and lesbians that showed me how to survive through scarcity, that showed me how to find the joy in all of this silly oppression. <laughs> I was the first black trans woman to attend Jackson State University in Mississippi, and they put me in a male's dorm. But what they didn't know is that they were exposing me to violence. People were trying to throw boiling water on me any place that I was trying to, trying to be a normal person, there was, there was a risk of violence, risks of sexual assault, a risk of anything. We can't even get a break because mm -hmm. every couple of weeks, mm -hmm. um, one of our sisters are dying. The people who are killing us are the men who we are engaging with. Because we are black trans women, we engage with black men. Just like white trans women, they engage with white men. Because of our lack of economic, uh, social mobility, we don't have certain protections to keep us safe as other girls. We don't have the resources to get the surgeries to, that makes us a little bit more passable. I think that every community has a level of transphobia in it. When it comes to black men, it's so many levels to why men uphold patriarchy. And for me, I think we are just a casualty of that. They're scared, they're fearful, they're so policed in so many different ways that 
when they lash out, when they haven't worked through the trauma, when they haven't worked through their exploration, when they haven't, when they don't have anybody to talk about this without being judged, usually we are the ones who have to be the therapist, has to be the experimentation, have to be the person there who gets the negative. And sometimes when it's somebody who is traumatized and trying to deal with this stuff and explore these things, we're usually the casualty. No justice! No peace! No justice! No peace! At least with cis women, there is a buffer. They're not being saved, they're not being saved, but there is a moral buffer that says, you are not supposed to beat your woman. But with a trans woman, that is taken away because you have chosen to totally denounce your malehood. Everything that comes to you, you deserve. It's so many black trans women out here doing amazing work. So we have the amazing people on Pose, you know, the producers, the directors, the actors who are doing this image activism, allowing a trans character, a trans person to come into people's homes on television and connect to their stories. But then there's people on the ground with my organization, Black Trans Women's Inc. We're just creating programs to help more directly black trans people. Recently, the NAACP voted and passed a resolution that said they want to make us a priority in protecting us. This is the NAACP. <laughs> now, have they rolled out any policies? I don't know, but they did take the step in publicly saying and, and voting and passing this resolution that said that they want to center black trans folks. And I really appreciate that. I think it's a great direction to be going into. The resolution is to be more empathetic, understand the resource that you have in regards to what we can show you of how to get us off and under this oppression. And understand that the oppression that we are going through is connected to everything else. When we talk about decriminalizing sex work, when we're, when we're talking about poverty and housing, if you're centering us and you're building programs to solve those problems, I think we're an amazing resource and I think, I think they're sleeping on us. Say their names. Say their names. Rihanna Taylor, say their names. Tony McDade, say their names. David McAtee, say their names. George Floyd, say their names. Ahmaud Aubrey, say their names. Say their names. Say their names. This concludes another episode of I Slay the Podcast. Let's keep the conversation going. Make sure that you follow us on Instagram at I Slay underscore pod. Um, if you want to be on the next episode, we can do kind of like a round table discussion based off of what companies are doing, what actually, yeah, that about Doja Cat, because I really wanted to talk about that this episode, but I guess we'll talk about it the next episode. So if you want to be a co-host, make sure you email us at islay.podcast at gmail.com. Um, make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe. Thank you. I love this for real.